And we're recording. That's great. So thank you very much for joining us today. This is great. We're going to be talking about Japanese gardens. So thank you for joining us. This is our first podcast on Japanese gardens. My name is John Ota, and I'm on the board of the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. And our chat today on Japanese gardens will accompany the online exhibition on Japanese gardens and uh, public art. So I'm being joined today by uh, James Heron, Executive Director of the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center, Irene Fultz, who's the president of the Toronto Japanese Garden Club, and Jiro Fukushima, who's also a board member at the JCC and a member of the Garden Club. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Fine, thanks. Very well, thank you. Right. Thank you. Good, good, good. So we're just gonna have um, a brief chat. I'm gonna start with James Heron and ask James, James, why do you like Japanese gardens? Well, I, I guess for me, uh, Japanese gardens are kind of uh, the ultimate uh, distillation of the Japanese aesthetic. Um, and I think there, it's quite interesting because I, I think they highlight the difference between Japanese and Western uh, aesthetic principles. And I'm, I'm certainly you know, not an expert in gardens, so I, I will speak in, in broad generalizations here. So please forgive me, but you know, Western gardens, uh, you know, they, they're often based on order and symmetry, flowers, are used for color and decoration. That's the source of, of, of their beauty. Um, but Japanese gardens are much more um, understated. They use muted colors. They're asymmetrical. They kind of combine simplicity with implicity. Um, they're beautiful in a Japanese sense, but they're also meant to be um, sorry, uh, comp contemplated and, uh, and open to interpretation. I think gardens are, are, are a good expression of those Japanese ideas of wabi and sabi. Um, wabi is uh, rustic simplicity, uh, quietness, and understated elegance. And it also refer references um, flaws, imperfections, and asymmetries that add uniqueness to a space or to a thing. So if you look at a traditional uh, Japanese tea bowl, um, it's never perfectly symmetrical in its design. The flaws and the imperfections throw the beauty of the whole into relief. And connected to, uh, to wabi is, is sabi. And, and sabi refers to the patina of age or wear. Um, and it speaks to the impermanence of things and objects. And uh, it's certainly not a concept that is absent from maybe uh, Western ideas of beauty. I think if we were to look at, say, uh, an old barn and the bleached timbers of an old barn, uh, well, that would be an example of sabi. But I think it's certainly much more differently weighted in Japanese culture. Um, of course, there are many different kinds of, of, of styles of gardens, um, some for temples, some for tea houses. Um, I think maybe my favorite and probably the most famous Japanese gardens are the rock gardens at uh, Dyoanji Temple in Kyoto. And uh, I think, again, it's a very good example of, of what I've been talking about. Um, if you, you've probably all seen photographs of it. Um, it's, it's about a 250 square meter walled garden and it contains 15 stones of different sizes. And the floor of the garden is, is uh, graveled and the gravel is raked into patterns. 
And at the base of each of these stones is kind of a circling of moss. The stones are not placed in any um, specific pattern. There are no bright colors. And the surrounding wall is elegantly faded. So we have both wabi and sabi. Also, it's a Zen garden. Uh, so it's, uh, it's open to contemplation. Um, it's very beautiful. It's very tranq tranq tranquil. And, and in a way, I think it's, it's like a 180 degree uh, difference from something like the gardens uh, of Versailles. Um, so it's open to interpretation. Um, some say that the rocks represent islands in a sea. Others say that they represent clouds in the sky. Um, so I guess when it comes right down to it, I, you know, when I, with a lot of Japanese aesthetics and certainly gardens, I often think it's a, it's a very carefully cultivated, very carefully curated randomness. Very nice. My goodness, I think I could sit here and listen to you all day. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry to go on like that. <laughs> no, Not beautiful. at all. Not at all. Irene, can you please tell us why you like Japanese gardens and please tell us a little bit about the Toronto Japanese Garden Club and a little bit about the history of the club. I'll first start with the Toronto Japanese Garden Club. It had, uh, it had been founded in about 1953. It started off at the Toronto Buddhist Church, a group of people who were interested in both culture and, um, and gardening formed, formed the group. And uh, their mandate has always been to serve the community, both culturally and um, with the, the um, interpretation of gardening in the Japanese way. Um, our involvement with the cultural center, the, the gardens at the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center is also very short-lived. Um, it started in 2019. I just happened to meet with now Seko in the, in the Heritage Court Garden. And um, I, I was there helping to set up for our annual plant sale, which we always hold in the Heritage Court Garden. And um, now just happening to come out, said, what are you doing here? And he's a neighbor of mine. And uh, so I told him and he, so we started talking and um, uh, with, with our conversation, he had apparently just set, sent out a, um, a call for volunteers to work in the Japanese gardens at the cultural center. And uh, as a result, he asked me if the garden club would, uh, would care to become involved. And I took it back to the board, we discussed it, and we decided that we would become a part of, of uh, the cultural center's gardens. And uh, so that's how we started becoming involved, 20, the summer, the spring, I guess it was June, June 2019. And uh, so we've had two seasons of growing and uh, uh, maintaining at the, at the JCC. And primarily we're doing pruning um, of the pines and the wisteria. And these have to be done every year. And we have been pruning, pruning other trees as well. Because if you don't maintain a Japanese garden, it will soon become very wild. And this, the, the aesthetics of a Japanese garden is that 
you go in and it looks beautiful, but no one knows the work that goes on behind. And um, Scott Fujita, who had been doing much of the work all on his own, was getting on in age. And this was one of the reasons that Nao asked that we become part of the, the program. And um, so we have been, with our volunteers, we've been working on, on this aspect of maintaining the gardens to keep it looking like it's untouched. But very good. <laughs> very much touched. We're, we're very lucky to have you in the leadership. That's really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. Gerald-san, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? All right, good. Why do you like Japanese gardens? <clears throat> and if you could please tell us a little bit about some of the, um, the changes and the renovations uh, and upgrades that you've made to the gardens at the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. Sure. <clears throat> So I like a Japanese garden because that, um, you know, one of the purpose of having Japanese gardens to bring the natural em uh, elements into our busy, you know, living or working environment uh, to have a, a tranquility and relaxations. Um, when, when I design and construct the Japanese gardens, um, I consider to design and construct with modesty and uh, simplicity and humbleness yet balanced with the energetic, uh, energetic thoughts and the philosophies. But also even the simple design, but Japanese garden, uh, with, with Japanese garden, it's able to express the emotions. Um, that's why yeah, I like a Japanese garden myself. So um, I just gonna uh, uh, quickly talk about it, uh, uh, Japanese garden uh, renewal uh, project that, that we uh, I worked uh, on with at the Toronto Japanese Garden. Um, so um, so basically, when I had opportunity to you know input the renewal uh, design ideas for the front uh, Japanese garden, I had a little bit of pressure uh, because that uh, Mr. Scott Fujita. Uh, who is the original uh, designer and uh, uh, who built um, uh, basically the foundation of uh, the current Japanese uh, gardens um, for our community to share beauty of Japanese gardens. And um, I, I, I kind of felt that it, it, it was similar the way the Issei, which is the first generation of Japanese uh, Canadians uh, who built the original uh, JCCC um, as a foundation of a, a community and also the, for the future generations. So I had to think it through uh, uh, quite a bit um, because that um, I didn't want to destroy, you know, uh, Mr. and uh, Fujita's creation, but I just wanted to enhance, you know, his original uh, Japanese garden uh, with a new uh, design elements. And also the, uh, there was a, um, important uh, uh, things to consider was that uh, because of JCC uh, board, board members and the Toronto Japanese Garden Club wanted to express uh, gratitude to the Mr. Fujita uh, by installing um, the plaque in the uh, focal point of this uh, Japanese garden. So, so I designed 
and install the uh, water feature, uh, which is called a tsukubai, uh, with bamboo spout, uh, where you know, all of the JCC visitors can see uh, walking toward a, at, at first and walking toward the main entrance. Um, so I'm just gonna give some brief you know, meanings of uh, the each elements of a Japanese garden uh, that we install uh, uh, to the uh, JCC gardens. So the first of all, the tsukubai uh, is, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a water features, uh, which is originally installed in the, the tea garden and uh, uh, which is actually uh, the guest uh, goes to the tsukubai first and wash their hands before they enter into the tea house. So, which, which kind of representing that uh, it's the first things, you know, people uh, go to or people see. So that's why I made it that Tsukubai as a focal point of this garden. And for on, in this Tsukubai, uh, we decided to put the granite stone ball, which is a shape of a chrysanthemum flower, uh, which uh, represent a, longevity and uh, rejuvenizations and uh, nobility in Japan. So I thought this is good meanings uh, of, you know, this uh, crothensium shaped stone, you know, uh, balls to have uh, at the, the Tsukubai. So, but then there's also the, uh, the granite uh, stone lantern uh, behind the Tsukubai. It's called uh, Ikekomigata. Uh, lantern, uh, which is uh, which actually lit uh, the surrounding areas, and also the uh, uh, showing the path uh, to where you know people uh, have to go at the first time. And then that, there was a major uh, uh, the job we all uh, we uh, all volunteer uh, did was to lay down the uh, small crashed the gravel uh, to the uh, majority of our, uh, our Japanese garden, which actually represents that the sea or water and the waves with the rake patterns. So there's so many uh, variety of uh, patterns that uh, express in different type of like weather or perhaps uh, some uh, different emotions. So, you know, maybe in the future that, you know, when that, uh, uh, a visitor can visit the uh, Japanese garden. Perhaps we can do some, you know, sort of the uh, practice, you know, with everybody or workshop, you know, or some, you know, uh, some uh, creative, uh, uh, creating a creative and uh, patterns with uh, all the community members. So, and uh, the lastly, I just want to, you know, uh, mention about the pine trees that we have at the J uh, Japanese garden. Uh, that um, so the the pine trees uh, actually represents uh, perseverance and uh, they do often that they um, have cloud pluming which is actually the resemble of the clouds uh, so it takes a lot of time and effort and Irene and that uh, uh, Toronto Japanese Garden Club they are really good at it because they are very patient so they um, uh, clip the individual uh, the pine tree to have a perfect shape like uh, it looks like a cloud. So 
and hopefully that uh, you know um, the COVID thing is gonna be over so that we can get back to the garden and make it a, a very nice garden again. So that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you so much. So is there, I, I didn't know that the pine trees were like clouds and perseverance. I really learned a lot from all three of you today. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the Japanese gardens? If not, <laughs> thank you very much for being here today. We, I learned a lot. I hope people who are, who are listening uh, enjoyed this. And I'm very grateful for you being here. Thank you. So please, everybody who's been on today and are listening to us, thank you for joining us too. Please visit our JCC website where we have an exhibition on Japanese gardens and public art. And hopefully we'll see you again. So again, thank you, James. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Jiro. That was really wonderful. Thank you so much.